Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. legitimate guys we have in our locker room there are no legitimate guys in your locker room since oh, that since that young hustler that young go hard oh, no I, what's I, up champ i'm not a champ i'm a retired wrestler <laughs> no you're a former yeah so you can former, say it's yeah. like a president yeah but like that's like president. saying i was for, like sometimes i feel like saying it's like i was formerly happily married <laughs> <laughs> Former successful man, now mediocre has been on the line here. But yes, we have one. I just feel like uh, championships are the only thing that you get to say former on, and everyone's okay with it. But it never really sounds good. Like try it, Trevor. Say it yourself. I'm the former NWA champion. It's like no, it, it hurts it, my feelings. It just bothers you know. It's like. <laughs> you know, it's like no one ever says I'm the former husband of way more successful than me ex-wife. No one says that, except maybe like Aaron, because we know he's, I've never been married. Thank exactly, you. exactly. But you would put it over like that. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Aaron, man. So uh, you know he debuted on the Gutfeld show, and the show was not canceled. So uh, that was good stuff. It was a lot of fun, man. Thank you for having me. That was uh, that was pretty cool, and uh, you know, it, it's like Tyrus and I were talking. It's amazing what pro wrestling can prepare you for. Anything, uh, yeah, and like Dusty, especially his promo class was like, oh wow, that's that's what it was. And I found myself going there, but it was uh, even more cool to see. Hey, they uh, they mentioned our podcast. They talked about us for the first time. Yeah, like, for the first time, Tyrison Wiseman were on the, on the show. So. A lot of that had to do with Aaron's lack of achievements. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because, you know what? The way I know I have any achievements. You know what, man? I, 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 that, that went a scotch too far. That was a little scotch too far. That was a little too far. Yeah, I know Trevor's face is turning red right now because Trevor's laughing, but he, but Trevor's heart hurts because he's like, he's going to come back and he's like, hey, bud. I mean, I know that was funny, but come on, man. That just caught me out of nowhere. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, no, Trevor, that's okay. That's how Tyrus and I, we, we got. No, we you know, know what? I, I will say this, though. Um, the one thing that I was impressed with is that Aaron didn't try to be somebody he's not. Which, when you go on a comedy show, but our, our our show is a comedy show, but also at the same time, sometimes we we do tackle some serious stuff, and there's not always a lot of jokes in there, or at least appropriate jokes for a uh, TV show. And Aaron's always been a philosopher. You know what I'm saying? He's always kind of been that. And I was curious to see if he would try to be like slapstick funny, or would he just be the philosopher? And he was, and he dropped some... And I think he impressed a lot of people, especially the stuff I saw online, because uh, I, I would have loved to found something to say, man, Sandow, you know, uh, wow, 
that was an act, but it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It was. I couldn't. I was looking for something. I think at one point he uh, he said, "Hey, thanks for having me on the show," and I believe he wrote, "You're welcome," in quotes, uh, which was the old Sandow uh, yes. catchphrase. So I thought that was pr- pretty clever. But people were really impressed with because I guess unless you're watching or listening to the podcast, uh, you don't get to see you in the intellectual light. You know what I'm saying? Like you, WWE, yeah. when you were the intellectual savior, people don't understand it was because you were intellectual. You can't make, you can't make the missing link, rest his soul, be the intellectual savior. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, you have to have that to be that. That's the one thing where I think a lot of wrestlers get it wrong when they're trying to find themselves. Like a guy who's never been in a fight in his entire life is suddenly a badass who feels no pain. It does not translate. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. You know, like when I, when you get hit and they don't they re, don't react. My daughter, when she was a year, put her finger in my eye. I reacted. It hurt. Trevor, you'll be the first one to tell you. you, you yep. get to, like you react. Like you you're not impervious to you know you're not Zeus. Rest his soul. Damn. Amen. Oh. Yeah. You know, but even eventually though, uh, he wore him down. But um, it was cool that you you stayed you. You brought the part of you that out that needed to be out. You didn't get confused. You also didn't go into like wrestling promo mode, which is a mistake. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> you know, but uh, no, I thought it was a really good show. And like I said, I was. There's always going to be hate. You know what I'm saying? There's. Oh, it's just. But when you get feedback, like wow, I didn't expect that. Or you know what? Wow, man, he really is. That was deep. What he said. So you know, you should be proud of yourself because you. I'm not. Uh, philosopher and that my style is different i'm a smart ass so and um so it was good that you didn't try to be like and i'm not and i'm saying this not in the in the sense of like arrogance you didn't try to be tyrus 2.0 like i have my lane and you weren't competing in a lane or trying to be something which a lot of people the first time they go on a a, a show like that get caught up in how they're going to be instead of just relaxing and doing the show, and that comes from the wrestling background. That comes from WWE training, to where you're really ready for whatever the situation is. And well, that, I noticed watching the episode, like it, I, it really kind of hit me, like what a hot seat moment that is for you guys. Because Tyrus, you had you at any time. I don't know if you had a rhythm of when you were asking anybody questions, but. At any moment, like you were, you'd looked at Aaron, and, and I remember you asking him, and he had to come up with uh, obviously an answer to, to give to, for everybody to listen to. And it just surprised me on how quick you, you guys had to be on your feet on that show. Well, him and I have always had chemistry, usually as mortal enemies. But yes, um, I think here's something for the kids out there Aaron was prepared. And what I mean by that, like, I, I never know. Here's one of the things because. The weakest part of my game, in my opinion, is that I had to learn how to ask a question. And that sounds dumb, but like, and I went, I've asked so many people who were, Brett Bear gave me his ear for a minute, I remember, like, and, and how do you ask a question without, because sometimes I feel like I talk too long in the question. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're trying to educate and then ask a question. And, and he just said to me simply, just ask the question. Don't put the adjectives on it. Just ask the question. And that's one thing that like, I'm always trying to be uh, improve upon. Uh, because when you do an interview, 
the goal is for them to know the person better, not you better. If that makes any sense at all. So uh, I've come a long way in terms of me just being able to ask a question. And I used to worry about I want to make sure the guy or, or gal or whoever I was interviewing knew what I was talking about. But then you just you, you hesitate and everything else. So you're always learning. So I just ask a question. I just fire the question out. And if you answer good, if you don't, that's on you. You should have been prepared. So I had to learn. Like, I'm still working on that because you get – uh, you have moments sometimes where you feel like you have to explain yourself before you ask the question, and you just need to ask the question. So uh, when I did fire him like that, uh, I didn't want to do the thing where I would look like I was coddling him, like, okay, Aaron, it said this, that. I was just like, boom, this, what do you think? And he was ready. And that's that's how you get asked back. That's how you have some – you never know who's watching. You never know who's like, oh, wow, man, I didn't even know that about him. Hey, you know what? I'd like him to do this. So it does open a lot of doors when you – when you show up to work, you're ready, and the only thing you're trying to do be is the best you. Good things will always happen, unless you suck. But, <laughs> well, but then I would yeah, never have. Hey. You go ahead. Go ahead. No, we were actually just talking about that um, before you came on. How like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people today, you know, in, in the wrestling industry, and where when standards have dropped so low that the the baseline for what is acceptable, right? And then we can apply this to anything in life. Um, and Because I, I think it's happening all over, right? Like like standards have been dropping. I, I posted about it uh, yesterday. But what, I'm, what I would like to see, though, right, is just more people, like if you want to do something and you are not fully invested in it, especially if it's something like on a big scale, right? Like, like the opportunity I had on Gutfield, you know, all I knew was I had to go 100%, and the only way I know how to do that is me, right? If I went Tyrus 2.0, no offense, they already have a Tyrus, and the one they have is the best version of it. So I, I always found authenticity is key, but then the lack of preparation from the wrestling side of things, um, you know, people just coming into the locker room thinking that they're pros and that they can kind of – exist on the same level as other people who are proven in it, it um it never ends well. So that's why to, to tie it into the Gutfield show, you know, I wanted to at least give you the respect as well as the viewers and Fox to just be a hundred percent present me and uh prepared. No and, and it and it showed it but honestly even across the board, even with our podcast, you know how many people were like, what? A bunch of wrestlers are going to come on and just shoot the shit with Tyrus? Yeah, that's that's money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and now we're starting to get uh, eyebrows raised. And then when there's opportunities to give some uh, the crew uh, a chance to do some shows, we do it. Like the first time Trevor and I, when we were promoting, we were on Fox and Friends together. Um, and then I had EC3 on. Uh, talking about my big retirement match, and then I had the thing with um, um, Kratos. Kratos, sorry, Kratos, man. yeah, dementia's kicking mm, in already. Yeah. And uh, I always want to call him Junior. And uh, I was trying to protect his government name. And, you know, and you get to you get opportunities to to bring people on, and it was awesome when uh, when Kane came on Gutfeld. So uh, I picked my spots, but. We get you, we get you in there, and then all it takes is, like I said, for me, I, I got asked on the show one time, and that one time, you know, a promo matches a promo, you know, the same thing in wrestling. You cut a promo, and all of a sudden they start paying attention. I think uh, 
I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but you know, at the end with the NXT thing when I cut that promo in Cleveland, that changed the way that Vince looked at me. You know, because um, it was on the fly. It was clearly uh, one of those decisions that you're like, uh, the crowd says one thing, but the back says something else. And instead of you know putting my head down, I just cut a promo on him, <clears throat> and um, it changes things. So. A lot of times in life, you get one shot, and that that in entertainment, it can't be any realer than that. You get lucky sometimes, but for the most part, you got one shot. Yeah. And not for the sake that like it's some sacred thing. The thing is that there's a hundred thousand people wanting your ten minutes on TV. Like that's as real as it gets. And in wrestling, every one of us that's walking around bitching about not getting pushed or you know or like things aren't going our way or our bodies beat up there's at least 50 guys every show holding up the wall doing anything for a dark match doing anything to, for one for two hours to walk in your step because all they need is one opportunity one match and one agent go hey i like that guy yep you know and that's that's how entertainment works and it's and uh, it's it's a tough business. It will break your heart. It honestly will. You, I tell anybody who's going to get into this line of work, make sure you got your your plan B game is strong. And then uh, was it people say you shouldn't have a plan B if your your A game is strong? And I always disagree with. Yeah, that. yeah, completely disagree. Yeah, because um, anything can happen at any yeah. time. Yeah. Nope. I mean, yeah. hold it right there. We'll be back in a bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I know people probably think we're crazy when you talk like that, Tyrus. Like we've sacrificed so much for this. We 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 lose out and we have to deal with so many attitudes and the drama. But n- unless you've stepped into that ring and heard somebody cheer, cheer your name or all the hard work you put in in training and you've finally been able to pull off a, a spot or an angle and you have that emotional connection with, Shit, I don't care if it's 200 people, 2,000, 20,000 people. Like, it's almost an addiction, and you almost you, you have to chase after it. it. That's what makes the sacrifice worth it. Um, but from somebody standing outside of the business, it probably looks pretty crazy that what we do and what we deal with. That, yeah, it looks it looks it looks worthless to them. It's like worth. Uh, it, it's like man, you you drove how many hours just to you did this just to be in there for for, for five minutes? Really? It's, it's because they they don't understand at all. You know, and Jeezy, it always takes me back um, when you were frustrated, and mm-hmm. you you came to me and like and you were like, "Gee, what do I got to do?" You know, like we're we're cooking, we're doing this, and you're like, I'm not satisfied with just being a manager at the time. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm working too damn hard, you know, too long, and um, I I just a lot of people would, the advice would have been 
be happy with what you got. You're in the top spot, you know? And we came up with the idea, well, maybe we should split. Because I think I think being with me sometimes uh, holds you back a little bit. Um, and 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 but it was nothing I wanted to do because just having Jeezy's brain and attitude and friendship walking out to the square. I know if some if something goes out there, I know without even having to look, Jeezy's already knowing because he's in tune with every. You know what I'm saying? There's just some people that you work with that just know what to do. Like they'll see something going awry and like the match isn't really going the way we thought it was, and all of a sudden, hey man, I'm gonna hop up the apron right here and have Trevor hit me. You know what I'm saying? It's like you just he. Right. I knew that I had another general out there, not a liability, not somebody yeah. who was given a manager position because it couldn't work. It was the fact that you could work and could think and call shit on the fly that made you such a great manager. And you also protected me. And when I say that, it's like I don't have to take a bunch of bumps. We can save the big guy bump or the the, the monster fall because Jesus is going to do something to get the crowd up to build up to the point. Like I'm rocking and rolling and it looks like – I mean we had him fooled. Trevor hit you that DDT, right. slid in, hit and rolled, and it looked like the match was over. And honestly yep. – if it wasn't for the fact that I just had been waiting 10 and a half years to wrestle Trevor, that I probably would have stayed down because the reaction from the crowd would have, we blew the roof off. But I was like, no, no, no. Like my wrestling instincts for a second said stay because that would have been not to mention it was a long card. <laughs> so <laughs> a long, did I say it was long, Aaron? Did you hear me? It was a long like one of the yes. ribs sometimes at pay-per-views. Yes. Again, this is a first world wrestling problem. Uh, the show starts at six and oh. you're the main event. And uh, you're not getting out there till 945, bro. And it's like. If you're lucky because no one sticks to their times because yes. nobody has any respect. That's why I think Hogan should get more credit. Because he always came out third, you know, like he's the WWE. Like I just wanted to hear that conversation, Vince. I I am not doing this. You got to put me on third. Like it ain't. I'm not doing this. But on the main event, it worked. I always just unless. But I also think you just, and especially like the night when uh, Andre and the twin ref. Uh, you know, and there was a match after that. It was like oh. the Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation. And uh, I, yeah. think, I think it goes, and they went over and all that stuff, so the show ends in the middle of their match. You know, like, the follow that sucks, but, like, he would come out, and he would do in the... Th- so, literally, when he was done with his match, he's in the bus or whatever he had going on at the time, because Hulkster was big, he was bigger than life at that time. I'm sure he wasn't hanging out at the monitor. I could be wrong. He hanging out at the monitor until the last oh, match. Was the yeah. Last yeah. match was over. You know you're wrong. Casino was a stickler for that shit. Oh boy, uh, you, you better be by that yeah. monitor. You ain't leaving. Every once in a while, he'd be like, "Gentlemen, it's a six-hour drive. You may go." You know what I'm saying? But if Cena was chilling, and the only thing I remember saying under my breath is like, "Yeah, I'd be chilling too if I had a damn bus." With a driver, you go sit there, throw down a couple cold ones, watch ESPN, and every once in a while there's a bump on the road and be like, hey, is everything okay up there? Like, nah, bro, we got to drive through, hit the Waffle House, like, <laughs> hope they'll yep. give us a late uh, check in. You know, then, yep. div- you know, so I was always like, hey, try not to get pulled over in a small town. 
that's why you always want, like, when you get an agent like Dean Malenko or Arn Anderson who spent their life uh, on the road and being the guys that had to go out there and get people, you know, they were over in their own right. But uh, they'd be like, hey, <laughs> pack the bags, brother. Let's roll. Next town. Let's go. Yep. You know? They understood. They understood. They understood. But, uh, you, you know, uh, Mike, you know, Mike Rotunda was like that, too. Like, hey, let's go, man. Hurry this shit up. Like, next town, baby. <laughs> but you know, um, to your uh, to your point you made earlier about when something goes wrong, knowing someone has your back, and if there's any younger wrestling talent listening to this, um, this would probably be my statement of the podcast. When Trevor was uh, it was Trevor Knox versus Rodney uh, in Marche, right? The BFT. I was in a night outfit and I couldn't move. So I'm up there watching this whole thing go down. And with tables, there's like, like when you use the tables match, there's a lot more that can go wrong simply because there's more variables. And there was a spot where um, Rodney was going to take this insane bump. And it, it was an insane bump where the table was parallel with the ring. Well, the table got moved. And I'm like panicking. I'm going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And every instinct, like I wanted to try to get a message or something, but Trevor, I mean, just smooth as glass outside, nudged the table in with his hip. Nobody saw it. And the bump looked insane, but had Trevor not done that, it would have been a horrible outcome. And like he saved Rodney's health. He could have saved Rodney's life. And as professionals, that is the line between what a pro is and what someone who is not a pro. Because I don't trust a lot of people in wrestling today, like with my body. There's in fact, I trust fewer people with my body now than ever. And it used to be, you could trust anybody. Yeah. A lot of that is inexperience, I think, or I already know it all. I'm over. Like they, uh, mm -hmm. I know it's a lot of, po I'm not, I don't like to trash anyone, but like, but let's just, all right, let's, let's, you know what? Let's shift gears. Cause I, I really want to talk about this and I'd love to hear what you guys say. So, um, uh, the new movie Iron Claw, which I have not seen yet, uh, but I follow. I uh, but I found it interesting, Michael Hayes's take on it. And you know what? I, I kind of I'm with Michael Hayes on this one. They they they're doing his him in the Freebirds, and and Gordy's family uh, rest his soul. And but is Buddy still alive? Or is Hayes the last one? No, I think he passed. Think Buddy passed. So Hayes is the last one. And they have families, and you're doing a story about them, and you don't consult with Michael Hayes, and you don't pay Michael Hayes for using basically him in a movie, if that's what I'm basically understanding from the, the tweet that I read. But again, I hate getting information from just you know a paragraph, but if that's right, that, I think that's wrong as hell. Well, especially if they're wanting to get the view of the guy who actually did it and the, and the, the, the way it was because, being portrayed in real life. And you would need to talk. In wrestling, The your greatest rival knows you better than anyone. Mm -hmm. Like if you wanted to talk about the Von Erics, Michael Hayes should have been the first guy you called. Yep. In terms of telling the ring story. Because yes. let's not forget that the Freebirds were the biggest thing anywhere. 
Like mm-hmm. they, they were ruffling feathers, and the assassins hated them because they were the top heels. And then here comes Michael P.S. Hayes, who was a, for, looked like a rock star. Bam Bam Gordy looks like, like a guy I would drink beer with any day of the week and be back to back and fight with anybody. Perm or not, his game was strong, and Buddy just looks like he, he was smart. He was the bump guy, brilliant. But but they were beyond over. They they had the they a lot of people. You know, the biggest song ever, obviously, is "I'm Real American." I think that uh, was the song, and and he had "Eye of the Tiger." But "Bad Street," Atlanta, GA. Everyone knows the words of that song. Even if you don't know shit about wrestling, that yeah. shit comes on. You just start singing bags to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like Michael Hayes does not get enough credit. Maybe it's because he never carried the world championships in, in WCW or the WWE, the big. But but he, man, it didn't matter who you put him with. One, he's going to get you fired up. You know, you're going to, you, you wanted to see them. The Freebirds changed tag team wrestling forever. And so when I, I just assumed that he was part of that process. And the fact that he's not. And they used him uh, and his likeness. That bothers me. That could be any. If, if someone wanted to do a movie about, let's say, the during the, our era, and, and when we were in the you know the WWE, and they they had a Funkasaurus character, and they had a, a, a savior of the masses, and they had a singing truck driver, uh, and no one cut us a check. Yeah, no, I would I'm, I would have a problem with that. Unless yeah, it was like something written with the WWE and some deal to whether your likeness is theirs, but he's always been Michael PSAs. No, yeah. no one, no one yeah, owns right. no one owns the rights to that. <laughs> you know, Brodus Clay. If the WWE wanted to do a Brodus Clay story, there's nothing I could do about it. And here's the deal: I signed the contract. So, yep. I, hey, I signed the contract. If I'm good that's, enough, that's what we gave up. Yep, and if yep. I'm good enough. Doesn't matter what my name is, I'll get over anywhere. And I did that. So I didn't have to be Brodus Clay to have an acting career, a TV career, write books, like all that kind of good stuff. Still be able to wrestle and, and put an ass or two in the seats. And I wasn't Brodus Clay. And I think that I'm pr- more proud of that than. Uh, you should be. You should You know what I'm saying? So for Michael Hayes, I, I think, because what if he wanted to tell his story? You know what if well, they, at least what if he's able to give them insight on what was going on? Like he, that, that's, I'm telling you right now, all the stuff that Kerry was going through and his family was going through, I guarantee you, Michael Hayes knew it. Word, they fought and battled all over the country. Yep, and and I guarantee you, his, yeah. his insight. And again, from all I'm seeing, and again, this is not a knock. To anybody who was in the movie or whatever, it has not the point. But to it was very disheartening to me to hear that Michael P.S. Hayes was not part of that process. At the very least, you you cut him a check for using his likeness. You know, if any young guy, if any young guy is listening to this podcast right now, they need to go and they're and they're a heel in the business. They need to go watch all the Michael PSA stuff because that guy could get heat anywhere and everywhere. Make you want to see him get his ass kicked all while winning. Make sure you guys go check out his stuff. It, it, I stole his shit. He was doing a class 
and uh, promo class? Because, I mean, when you get a promo class and you either got the American Dream Dusty Rhodes or Michael P.S. Hayes, if you can't come out of there with something, get the f*** out the yep. business to the yep. sport tomorrow. No, no, no. At that moment, you need to go look in the mirror <laughs> and be like, well, that's my time. Later, Marks. I'm out. <laughs> Go but, back to the grocery store. And uh, Hayes was doing his thing, and he said something to me. And I said something. He called me up and went to the front, and I cut him from or whatever, and he was like, you know what you need to tell him? What I used to tell him. There's two things you could do about it. Nothing and love it. And he made that mistake, <laughs> telling me that shit. And then I went out to NXT that night, and guess who had a new catchphrase? <laughs> well, there you go. Bingo. <laughs> two things you can do about it, Curtis. Nothing and love it. And, uh, I might steal that again. I might, I might, I might steal hey, that again. Hey, I'm, I'm no shame, you know, no it, shame in my game, baby. But okay, uh, right. but when Hay said it, so I, he and he gifted it to me. All right, well, you know, because then there's some other, because then there's some other shit that you don't know about. They give you, and here's a perfect example. Ernest the Cat Miller brought did somebody call my mama? He did. That was his song. Now, I watched all his stuff in WCW. I thought he was one of the best talking heels in the business. And, uh, you know, when he was at WWE for a while, he was doing kind of like the GM stuff and the other stuff or whatever. But um, when that mute, when I was given that music, I, I didn't want, I was like, wait a minute, that sounds so familiar. Who used to have this music? And they wouldn't tell me. And I was like, man, I know I've heard this before. You know, and somebody called my mama, which is funny to me because I didn't have a relationship with my mama. So I didn't know her number. <laughs> so even if you wanted me to say, hey, I'm going to call your mama. What's the number? I ain't got one for you. So, you know, and Ernest was so good at the call my mama and the James Brown gimmick. So, that was awesome. you know, but then I felt the and I always felt there should have been something with me and him together. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah, since he yeah, because be a good I didn't sure. like yelling, somebody call my mama. But when you're told, and you're trying to make your spot, you don't know, you know, what the deal was, or maybe they wrote it for him. I, you know, I don't know. But getting to know well, Ernest, could you I, imagine I, the pop if you would have popped up on an episode with him in the shoes. Yeah. You know, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my, bro, it'd have been yeah. over, so yeah. over. You know, but. You look back at that, and then there was a radio show, and he was pretty pissed about it. And I thought, and he was kind of threw it towards, he threw a little shade at me. And this is, I got to hang out with him at WrestleMania, my first WrestleMania in Atlanta. It was me, him, and Mark Henry. We worked out together. We had dinner together. Like, he took me under his wing. And I was really bothered by that. You know, I was like, man, he's got to understand. I I hope he knows the business. He knows that I I didn't want, and Aaron will be the first one to tell you, I didn't want nothing to do with that shit. I thought I was being punished for being a smartass. You know, and I made it my own and changed it. Yeah, because my call my mama was nothing like his. His was cool. (laughs) It was like James Brown. No, no, mine was different. Mine was different. I'm just saying it was different. His was like cool, like you'd say it in a club when you getting your dance on with 10 pretty women. My shit was like, (laughs) somebody call my mama, I'm about to beat this guy up in front of the kids. <laughs> well, it was also ten years later. It was also ten years later. Yeah, it wasn't like right away, but still, and there still should have been, in my opinion, some form of homage to the one who said it before you. You know what I'm saying? Like I just felt, and I had a ton of my own, so I didn't really need what was his. Because when I hear someone call my mama, I think of him. But then again, I was just a, a fan number one, 
and a student of the game. But, you know, right. and that's just something small, right? That's small. Could have fixed that in one ten thousandth raw anniversary is where I come out with Ernest instead of Mick Foley that night. Not that saying that coming out with Mick Foley it was not an honor, but I'm just saying. It, it could have been done because they do it all the time, you know? So that that kind of that's a but that's a micro situation. This movie, and I wish it all the success, um, and it's a tragic story. It's a horrible story. If you know the the story. And I think it again, haven't watched it, but Michael P.S. Hayes not being a part of that was a mistake. Absolute mistake. Just because you put a wig on a guy with blonde hair doesn't mean he's Michael Hayes. And nothing against Brady Pierce. No, no, no. Brady Pierce, he he has nothing. This ain't shade. Nobody. Listen, I'm an actor. You get a script, you do it. You don't ask, well, who'd you get the information from? He's getting his first big break. You know what? It's um, for producers and creators. Why? Why didn't you talk to the man? (laughs) Hold it right there. We'll be back in a hot minute. So. And, and I think, too, like for a movie to get made, right, of that scale, to have that kind of a budget and the kind of names attached to it, um, there's a lot of different levels you go through, right? Now, I'm not, I agree with what Tyrus said 100%, but I'm just playing like not devil's advocate, but what, what most likely happened to where when you grab onto a story and the story of the Von Erics, if you're a non wrestling person, you just hear that story, and the first thing you see is, oh, my God, this family, this is, like, worse than a horror movie, right? Like, it's, it's, it's equivalent to a story in the Bible with losing that amount of siblings and everything. Can we agree yeah. on that? Yeah. Well, yeah. So they, in my opinion, tried to tell the story of the family, and the wrestling came secondary, so there was probably oversights, but what they failed to realize, right? What, what, in my opinion, the biggest tragedy is that they would have no idea, like Tyra said, like Trevor said, and G said, if you really wanted to know what was going on inside Terry's head and anyone else in that movie's head that they were any of the other Von Eric's heads, Michael was probably the guy to talk to because he knew it better at the time than anyone else because you're never. Like the, the saying blood's thicker than water, it doesn't mean family. It meant when you shed blood with someone in battle. And when right. you have the shared experiences like that, um, you know, I thought the movie could have gotten even more credible had they talked to Michael 100%. And that was a mistake on the producer's part. Yeah. And cutting him a check for getting, because I'm telling you right now, there's stuff that he would have told them that none of us know. To tell yep. their story, yeah. not to bury anybody, but Hayes, he just, it's frustrating to me because when anyone, there's nothing worse than someone telling your story without your permission, I think, personally. I just, yeah. that's something that yeah. just would just, what gives you the right to tell my story? You know, leave me out because you could have, you could have done a different period. You know, you, you could have left out who they were wrestling because their story really isn't about the ring. Mm-hmm. It's about all the all the demons that they had. That I think if they would have played baseball, they would it would have been the same result. Yep. So without a doubt, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it 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 really is disheartening, and that's one of the reasons why I went in. I don't know if you guys saw my thing with Flair on the New Year's Eve thing when I went in on him about apologizing. 
Yeah, to not apologize. For being on AEW because some troll said, uh, you know, I was like, do I have to remind you of who you are? Yeah. yeah. You know? And, well, on uh, top of the fact, you made a good point one time about, like, the percentages of people that are trolls compared to the masses that are actually watching. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, we, we get wrapped up in the four or five or a hundred people that decide to talk badly about us, but compared to the, the greater masses, it's really not a drop in the bucket. Yep. I've seen, I've seen you had to deal with that when you won the world title, which was horseshit. No, but it's not. And that's my, here's my thing on that. <clears throat> you are nobody until they hate you for being somebody. Yeah, like, think about that, fellas. Yeah. What are, when when someone is successful? What do most people, and unfortunately, a certain sect want to do? They love to see the hero fall. <clears throat> they want to be there to see the crash. You know, they want to find something wrong with a rock. They want to find something wrong with Cena. They want to. Oh, he works for this, so I hate him. Have you ever watched this show? No. Why do you hate him? Well, because. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what are you doing in your life that you have so much free time to come home from hard day? Just think. But let's, just, let's put ourselves in the sandals or the Birkenstocks of the troll. Wearing <laughs> <laughs> uh, socks, too. Just yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. You come home from a hard day's work for looking for work and <laughs> you sit down in front of your computer and try to remember mom's password because <laughs> she changed it from your birthday to something more negative because she's given up you ain't found a, you ain't found a job yet what <laughs> you off the watch she doesn't she doesn't want you comfortable anymore yep. and you sit down and you get on your facebooks and there's no new friend requests and nobody's <laughs> commenting on the picture of the oatmeal you made for yourself in the morning. <laughs> and then across your feed, here comes Tyrus celebrating a, a championship challenge to Trevor on, on top of the fact that he then you flip the channel and this big motherfucker is on news 24-7 cracking jokes. <laughs> And then I decide to go to the library, the one left I can go to that doesn't kick me out for watching porn. And I see this son of a bitch's book in the library. So I am going to get online and tell him he sucks based on the level I'm at to where the level he's at. Yeah. When a troll talks, shit, you almost have to go, ah. It's that bad, bro. My success. Because here's the thing. If they're booing you and cheering you, they know you. And I tell it to you fellas all the time. I love playing on the road. Don't mind getting booed. I know what you cheer for. And your boos bring me self-esteem. So these people, when they talk about you, they're really talking about themselves. Because saying Trevor sucks, and I hate watching his matches, meant you watched his matches. Right. <laughs> so yeah. 
No refunds, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, in, I'm in your head. I'm rent-free. And I would tell you, 1,100 people on the Twitter wrestling universe don't like me. The number of yeah. that I give are zero. I laugh. Billy Corgan laughed because we were selling out. We were in the Super Bowl. We were on the number one show. We were using another network to promote our stuff, which would have cost us thousands of dollars to get commercials. Yeah. And we did all that. And then you crossed your arms and you wrote, I hate you. You're not a good wrestler. Well, <laughs> Welp worked for every company that I ever wanted to. And you still paid for the pay-per-view to so you could talk. So... If you took the energy it took to write me the little note that I'm just going to block you, and then you go all the time to make another one, if you took that energy and getting a trade or spending time with your family, you would be so much happier in life. Because even if someone's doing well, I'm not jumping online to tell them how good they're doing. I'm not jumping online telling because I'm living my life. Now, if I see a friend being successful, I would call my friend and be like, hey, man, I'm proud of you. Or if they put something up there, like and support and retweet it or whatever, because I'm a good friend. But I'm not going to the day that Trevor does something I don't like. I can't believe he did that. He sucks as a wrestler. <laughs> because that's what it yeah. is. It's just pure hate. All these, like, there's literally people who put, this is what's wrong with the internet. Somebody's watching Raw and they record themselves in a gamer chair and a microphone in front of them and they're watching Raw and they're like, oh, oh, the rock's here. Bruh, who's watching this You And then they're like, oh, this is what I would have done. Well, then instead of telling us, why don't you take your ass down to Connecticut with your little folder and your little number two pencil. Get a yep. meeting. Get a meeting with Triple H. I've made some notes over the last few pay per views and Smackdowns, <laughs> and I just feel this is the direction y'all need to be going in. Now, because Triple H has a sense of humor, you might get in there. <laughs> you might actually get in there. <laughs> but depends what company you're working for. You know, trying to get. Yeah, in. You know, like I said, I, I used to like to talk. I didn't like talking wrestling with Triple H because he was my boss, boss. But I like talking boxing with him all the time. So, you know, uh, and he was a big Canelo Alvarez fan at the time. But, uh, and I remember when I was debuting the Funkasaurus stuff, and he was like, because, you know, originally Triple H was wanting me to be his killer. He didn't, we were going through all the stuff, and, and Vince, because I made him laugh, unexpectedly, you know, made the, made the change. And I remember him saying, it's the boss, man. <laughs> Pops wants, you know, it's like, hey, I get it, bro. I want to be on TV, so be it. But. Uh, I remember him getting ready to come out, and I came through, and he clapped. He was one of the first guys to meet me when I came through the curtain when it was over. And he's like, just do me one favor. I was like, yes, sir, what? He's like, stay the fuck off the internet tonight. <laughs> Don't even look at it. Because, you know what? And, That's and, truth, man. And I have followed those adv that advice from him because I was like, you know what? I just heard a bunch of confused people cheering. <laughs> so, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you just have to, like, you got to. I love the trolls. I, I love the haters. My favorite thing to do is ignore them and block them. That's like, I, it's like, oh, whoops, yeah. got him. Got him, coach. And because that's uh, it. And it's they, done. And then, and then you ever notice they get a thrill out of uh, screenshotting the block and, and tweeting it out. Like, Who celebrates oh, rejection? Yeah, 
Yeah, that's the last thing they have. That is the last thing they have. Could you imagine, yeah. a, like, you know, our little group you know, text? They celebrate rejection. Like, oh, he blocked me. Oh, my God. I was like, could you real, it validates them. <laughs> but, oh, bro, could you imagine? Oh, man, my wife left me for my brother. Here's a snapshot of them in Hawaii together. <laughs> That's Got him, though. coach. I mean, that, that's like, exactly what yeah. that is. Oh, man, yes. I applied for a job, and Fox said no. Here's a picture of the letter of them telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, but it's the truth, though, bro. I went to the doctor today. He says, I have six days to live, and that was three days ago. Here's the picture. Oh, like, oh, <laughs> bruh. <Yeah. laughs> like, and, I, and I'll hear the people, but here's the thing. Here's where, here's where I'm going to get a little fucked up, man. The people that are coming to you to tell you about the internet are the thirstiest, sorriest motherfuckers on the squad. Yep. <laughs> because what wrestler yeah. has time? Like, for real. If a wrestler comes up to me and goes, hey, man, on the sheets, man, they said they, they hate you. What are you doing in your life that you have time to read this shit? Because I don't. Didn't a yeah. now. We won't name any names. Oh, I will. Silvio. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. I just forgot. I wanted to make sure he was No, his his his, his fucking pirate hooker self came up to me because <laughs> that's what he looks like. Well, Tyrus, it's come to my attention. <laughs> Hold up. Stop. Use your real voice. Oh, sorry. 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 Uh, so um, I was hearing that <clears throat> people don't like you on the internet. There's like... um. And like, how do you deal with that? I said, I, I don't give a fuck. I said, um, I sold over a million dollars in books. I'm on the number one late night show. I'm in the 1% earning percentage. I have a huge house and trucks and friends and various pets. And my life is fucking great. So what is your point? <laughs> well, you mean the, the, the 200 people that don't like me? I see the now Jeezy's now nah, this is my Jeezy coming back with me. And, uh, <laughs> I said, I'll tell you what, bro. I'll tell you what. We're in a parking lot outside of the Sinesta. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I said, I'll tell you what, bro. Here's what you do. You write to the trolls on Twitter that you will be their savior. And you will be the one to take the title off me. And if you can get a thousand of them to follow you, I will call Bill. No, fuck. I will get a match and you. I will drop the title to you like that. I will go to Billy and I'll be like, we need to promote this dude. He's the savior of the internet. Didn't he cut that promo and shoot it? We're still waiting for the six followers. Okay, all right. I, I thought <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, I promo. mean, these do, but I'm like, what are you well, doing? Because that doesn't make you a bit, you're just, you're no different than the, the internet marks. Like, there's, there's a reason why they're on the internet. Because real life won't take them. Yep. No, and you know what? Bingo. And you, you know what's so interesting about that? To your point, where when I got back from doing the show, I cannot tell you how many people saw me on that show. Yeah. And that's like, it gives you an idea of the scope as opposed to, again, the internet is still, even though it, it's popular, I guess, and it's uh, it gets a lot of attention, but um, it's a it's a minority in terms of consumers, right? Yeah, like 10% it, it's and 10%. small yeah, and um, that's just again. I, I I was blown away by it. And I can't imagine what you deal with, Tyrus, all the time. But yeah, like it's um, actually I can because you tell us about it and uh, and we see it. 
So oh, it's, uh, I was on the clip with Tyrus while we were going for the title, and I had an aunt contact me and said, I saw you on Gutfield with Tyrus. You made it. Now, this is 20 years after I've been in the business, been with WWE. Yeah, that was, that, that's not a good aunt, though. Just, yeah, that's kind of me. Like, you made it. <laughs> You made it. I was like, okay. I've been made it. Where you been? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's totally understandable, Aaron. I see that totally. No, but yeah, I don't, like I said, it. Eric Bischoff said it best, and Eric Bischoff pulls no punches with nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like Jimmy Cor- Jim Cornette gets all the credit for shooting how it is. Eric Bischoff tells you in a way that like hurts you in your soul. <laughs> like when he's like, ah, you ain't got it, He's you can't change his mind. You know what I'm saying? So, well, and uh, I think he was, um, I always forget his name. Uh, he manages, I think, Ric Flair. Um, Conrad? Is that what it? Yeah, Conrad, I think. Yeah. They on the pod, I didn't even see the podcast, but I think it was, I think it was Trevor. I think you told me about it, where they're like, one, which one of you is going to take it off him? Yep. <laughs> like, and two, why would he care about 1,100 people? When this dude's got millions of people cheering for him every week, I don't understand yeah. the logic. But that's the thing. Like that's the one thing. And it hurt wrestling for a while when promotions started listening to the net. And yes, and and it hurt wrestling because you had you started because people. If you let people have control who have not paid dues or, or accountability, they will destroy your stuff. For a while in the NHL, the f- internet fans were voting in. Guys who didn't start into the All Star games to be funny. I mean, that's ridiculous. But wow. they were doing it, and the NHL said they changed the way the voting is now because they had guys who were literally not even in the rotation being voted in the All Stars because the fans thought it was funny. The internet fans got together and they started. I think it was a guy in the play on the Coyotes, and he was like, "I'm I'm I'm an All Star. I don't understand why." Uh, you know, and then like the team, you know, and it's like. That's what happens when you give the keys to the car to children. Because if you're not making money in the business, if you're not, it's like everyone wants to tell the, the Jets what they need to do, or I need to tell the Patriots, am I on the staff? Does the GM call me up and be like, hey, Tyrus, I've got three tight ends I'm looking at in the draft. Which one looks best to you? You got time to take a look for me? Well, you know, I'll get around to it. I got to, as soon as I get off the phone with the, the, uh, Jalen Brown and the Celtics to talk about their game plan tomorrow, I'll let you know. Like, is, is that's what their mind is at. Like, you just you wow. appreciate, watch the show, enjoy the show. And when the show's over, Go back to your life or fix it. You know? Yeah. Sitting around and talking about wrestling 24-7 or anything. But it's not just wrestling. It's everything. Everyone has. Everyone's a director or a producer. Everyone is, but they're not. Because if they put the work yeah. in, they could make these changes. You, want, you don't want Tyrus to wrestle anymore? Then get your shit together. Become the owner of the NWA or the head booker. Or the head of talent, and fire me. But you can't mm-hmm. because your mom just pulled up in the driveway, and you got to get off the computer. <laughs> that, uh, you better go do the dishes. Yeah. So I, I hate away. I, I it, it it's like a it's like a thing. I when I see it, I just just giggle because it's like. You watch me so much, and you hate it. I don't watch things I don't like. I don't watch Broadway plays. I don't eat cottage cheese. You know why? Because I don't like them. 
And I don't need to write the maker of cottage cheese and tell him he should be ashamed of himself for making cottage cheese. I'm just not going to eat f***ing cottage cheese. It's that simple. That is something. You are so right, though, Cyrus. If you took that and applied that into the real world, how ridiculous it looks and sounds. And if people would realize that, maybe they would stop. Yeah, you want to sue Burger King because they didn't make it your way. <laughs> I mean, they do advertise it, you know? So, see, look so, at that. Yeah, there we go. I knew Aaron would show up. It only took you 45 so minutes. I, no, I mean, I'm just saying I I saw something I disagreed with. And, and if, if Burger King says this is your way and they don't do it, hey, I'm holding them to that standard. Even though the only thing... You know, I don't know if they're a sponsor or not, but I'm just going to say when I go to Burger King, I get the rodeo cheeseburger, and um, I haven't been to Burger King in a long time. Listen, so. listen, really Burger King, that's if you're looking, really we're taking sponsors. We'll, we'll do it. We are uh, taking sponsors. Yeah. And that's, I, I didn't bury them. No, rodeo nor, cheeseburger yeah, nor all day. We have an editor for that, shit, though. So. Uh, oh. <laughs> but I, I, was just, I, like to, I like to be one take. Yeah. Oh, oh speaking of, um, I, we need to rename our podcast. We're like The View, except we're, we're guys. So we should call it the clue because when you listen, you get one. And and I told him that I would go with it if he could convince you to go with it. Yeah. Well, um, the, the view versus it's amazing because uh, HR just showed up at my door and they're asking me they need to talk to me. So, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> so right. you're saying that if you have an all woman show, you won't learn anything, and then if you have all men, yeah, Aaron. Wow. What? Well, no. Wow, no, just, I didn't say that. Oh my god. Damn, what? <laughs> No, I didn't well, say that. I just, well, for more podcasts we like this, just like just this, like fare thee well <laughs> to everyone. Uh, thanks uh, so much for Aaron canceling us and today. All the strong women this, supported me. The, all the can- the cancellation is brought to you by Aaron. Uh, <laughs> I did it my way. Yeah, yeah, he wanted this is for everybody. That's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, oh, you're picking up the tab. Why not? Oh, man, if I really wanted to throw you under the bus, I'd tell the world what you gave me as a gift after the show, but I'll let it go. But, oh, Trevor, I, I just you you already know what he gave me. Oh, oh, I heard. Oh, and he told me to ask you specifically: Are there different flavors of soda at your job? I don't know nothing about it. Aaron just asked me to ask. He's just setting you up for failure, man. Uh, I know he is, yeah. homie. I know. We're out of time. Yeah, we're out of time. All right, <laughs> 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 All right man. <laughs> you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. Uh, and if you don't like us, there's two things you can do about it. Nothing and love it. Love said. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch.